Welcome to the London Property Podcast, your go-to source for navigating the complex and ever-changing London real estate market. Our digital marketplace provides informative and educational content from industry leaders through podcasts and videos. We cover various aspects of the real estate experience, including buying and selling, finance, law, tax, construction, design, and more. Join us as we delve into the latest trends and developments in the market and gain valuable insights from our panel of experts. Hello and welcome to London Property, the home of Superprime. I'm your host, Farnas Fazaipur, and today we're pleased to have George Sita back on the show for the second part of our discussion with him about ensuring second home versus principal home. Uh, George, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Vanas. Nice so, to be here. In the first episode, we spoke to you about private client construction, where you taught me quite a few things. So <laughs> let's see what you're going to teach me today. So um, just for our listeners who may not have listened to the to the first episode that we did with you, can you just tell us a little background about what makes you uh, someone that we can learn so much from in the insurance space? <laughs> um, so I've been involved in the, the private client insurance sector for the last 20 years. Uh, always as a broker, uh, initially working for other people. Um, I was part of a very successful team that built um, Stackhouse Poland over 15 years. Uh, I then ran the insurance business for Savills as part of SPF Private Clients. Uh, and I've been a, a, one of the original founding partners of Vision since they launched in 2017. So yeah, I've, I've been around the block a bit You've been uh, in around the insurance the world. You're the man who keeps everybody safe. So we have you on the show obviously because you've already helped some of our members successfully in uh, getting insurance so thank you for that and uh, today let's talk about second homes versus principal homes and the nuances because a lot of people probably assume insurance is insurance but uh, let's talk about what's the difference between the two. So I suppose it it goes back to how an uh, an insurer understands the risk Um, and there are different risks that are posed by a, a property that's occupied as a primary residence, um, which is the, you know, the more straightforward traditional way of insurance versus a second home. Um, and that could be um, within the second home space, you know, that could be a client who's got a, a London uh, pied de terre and a house in the country. Um, or increasingly, it could be, particularly with London, um, a, an international family who has a property in London um, in addition to other properties around the world, but the property in London um, isn't their main residence you know it may well be that from a tax perspective they can only be in the UK for less than 90 days a year so in that situation um, the the insurance side of things is important because um, they can't tell the insurance company that the property is their main residence if it isn't Um, you know that would invalidate any policy that's in force and increasingly there are there are far fewer insurers that specialise in covering properties that are second homes or holiday homes. And what do insurance companies require um, for second homes? So there's a couple of um, increased risks that need to be managed. Uh, Obviously, if you've got a property that isn't your main residence, um, the the biggest area of concern for insurers is is how those unoccupied periods are managed. Um, And the biggest thing really that they're worried about is, is what happens if there's a leak you know, from a pipe uh, or escape of water or whatever um, that goes um, unnoticed um, for a period of two or three weeks whilst the property is empty. You know, the, the level of water that could come out into a property from a leak over that period of time could cause huge amounts of damage. So, so that's the biggest thing that insurers 
worry about when they're talking about second homes or, or holiday homes. Um, there's an increased risk uh, also from a, um, a theft perspective. You've got a property that's empty for long periods of time and it isn't part of a well-managed block or there isn't regular checks on that property, then it's more at risk from being broken into. Um, the issue of squatters becomes more relevant. So it, there are a number of kind of specialist um, insurers that we work with in that sector, but it becomes a kind of key area of, of how you manage those void periods when there's no one living at the property. Which brings me on to the subject of uh, property managers. So presumably you, you have come across, I mean, I know this is becoming more common to have property managers that actually yeah. manage second homes fill up the fridges, switch on the lights and do all that kind yeah. of things. So can you tell us about some of those services that you use in order for the owners to be protected uh, and their insurance to be uh, valid and not, not invalidated sure. because of it? I mean, we've probably gone a stage beyond that in the sense that in order for us to obtain cover for a client where we know that um, probably more relevant for a holiday home uh, than, a, than a weekend home, um, because obviously from a weekend home perspective, the, the clients are going to be there most weeks. So that, that manages the unoccupancy risk. But for those clients where there's a property and um, there's a chance that the property would be empty for 30 days or more, it's normally a requirement of the policy that the property would be checked on a weekly basis. So, you know, that checking of the property requires um, either the client to do it um, or an agent uh, appointed on the client's behalf. So we're, we're constantly making referrals and recommendations to property management firms so that they can pick up those weekly inspections that the insurer will require. Um, and equally, the insurer would require that there's a, um, uh, a record made of those inspections so that if there were a claim, particularly if it's, an acclaim, if it's a claim for escape of water, that um, the client could demonstrate that they'd done all they could to manage the risk, um, you know, as best as, as possible. Yeah, um, we've, we've, we've come across some really good building managers and what they do is, um, when I say building managers, I mean the people who are actually managing the yeah. building with multiple units in it. If someone's going away, they actually turn off the water mains to that particular unit, yeah. which is a really good preventative me uh, measure but there's also key holding companies that you could use for this kind of thing which is a simpler version of yeah. getting the inspection done and also you've got someone who's holding your keys i suppose the challenge is you know yes in an ideal world every time the property is left empty if the water could be turned off it, it um you know it, it manages that escape of water risk well the challenge is, is that quite often clients are um reluctant to do that you know they, they want to be able to use the property when they want to use the property they don't necessarily want to have to come back and find the stopcock to make sure that the water's turned on um, so it's always a question of managing the kind of client um, requirements with with the insurer requirements and making sure that um, that uh, you know that whatever process the insurer wants to be followed isn't too onerous interestingly we, we saw an amazing development of properties recently uh, at uh, Cavendish Square, um, where the, um, uh, there was a, a building control panel by the door of um, each apartment. Um, and when the client leaves, they can just switch the property to away mode, which then automatically stops the flow of water into the property. And then when they return, they just flip it back on to, to, to occupied. And I thought that was really a really clever bit of, um, bit of kit. Um, 
and obviously in that situation because it's a new development you know you can install those things at source which will then make the the management of those properties much easier be interesting actually I'd, you know if you look at some of the developments in london in recent years i wonder whether some of the top apartments at places like battersea and so on that have had such a high percentage of overseas um, purchases uh, have actually incorporated some of those kind of clever tech solutions yeah no i think managing property ownership for people has to become a lot more seamless and i think with technology and new developments this is going yeah. to just keep improving and um one thing that we've dealt with for years is in tenancy ag agreements mm. Uh, you say it was 30 days. We always had in, in the tenancy agreements, if you're leaving the property unoccupied for 28 days, yeah. you need to you know, make sure that some... And, uh, the amount of times I've had to explain this to people. Why? Why, why are you yeah. telling me how to use my rental property? And it's like, well, because the insurance will be invalidated if you don't. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, uh, it is something that people should really be aware of. So, George, thank you very much for sharing with us the, the differences between the second homes and the principal homes. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you again and getting more insight from you. Thanks very much, Farnas. It's been great to be involved. For our listeners, if you are a member, please head over to the Experts Directory and uh, log into chat to George directly. Uh, for other listeners, if you need to get in touch with George, you can send us an email and we can see how we can help you. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of the London Property Podcast. Head over to our website where you can browse our exclusive network of top experts driving the market. As a member, you'll have direct access to our experts and their networks. Our award-winning content will help you choose the right professionals for your needs and make informed decisions about your investments. Personal recommendations are a powerful tool in connecting with trusted professionals. Let us introduce you to the right people to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact us now to learn more about becoming a member and gaining access to these valuable resources or joining our directory of experts.